What is going on, everybody? This is Jackson Caldo with another episode of the All Yellow Jackets podcast coming to you on Monday afternoon, September 4th, just a few days after the uh, Georgia Tech's heartbreaking loss to Louisville on Friday night. We're going to dig into that. Just kind of I'll just give my thoughts on it. Some uh, some adjustments that that need to be made on both sides of the ball. Talk a little bit about South Carolina State and just kind of going forward. Um, I know it obviously wasn't the result anybody wanted, especially after such a good first half. But I do think there are some bright spots, and I think there are some some negatives and some things that concern me. But if you would, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, either live or later, if you if you would like the video and subscribe to the channel, that would do a lot. It, it, I would great, greatly appreciate it. I, I I love anybody that tunes in and re- reads the, any of the content on on the website or, or listens to any of the podcast watches on YouTube like it, it's a I, I greatly appreciate it so if you could like and subscribe there give reviews on uh, Apple podcast Spotify wherever you listen to this will be available after this show so if, if you're an audio only person but I guess let's uh, turn the clock back a few days and go back to Friday night and look the the start of the game uh, you know we'll we'll dig into there was obviously a lot to, to go right in the first half a lot to go wrong in the second half but I think the the thing, you know, in the first quarter, you know, that very first drive, you know, I think there was a there was kind of an uh-oh moment like in, in when I was watching it, like that batted pass that that went up in there and was picked off was very reminiscent of, you know, Georgia Tech teams from the past 3 to 4 years. And and I think the my main takeaway from those first few drives is like the red zone defense was 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 pretty big. Like that they, they they held strong but I think there was also some some negatives there in those first early drives. Like Louisville had a drop pass on that very first drive after they took over. Um, they had a big run to get on first down, and then they had a drop pass. So that 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 could have been more points for the Cardinals. So that was something that 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 I took note of. Like you know, even though Georgia Tech held held them to a field goal, Louisville did leave some points out on the field in a couple of these uh, red zone possessions. Whether it was just some missed throws by Jack Plummer. Or just a, just a straight out drop, but I thought the defense in the first quarter w- was pretty strong. I think the the game plan from Louisville to start out with was they definitely wanted to run the ball. I think that was that was the case, and and I think they they made some adjustments in the second half as far as what they wanted to do. But when you go over to the other side of the ball for Georgia Tech, it was clear they wanted to get the ball out to their playmakers and their speedy guys like Malik Rutherford, Christian Leary, and some of their receivers in space and get it out immediately. Like the, it wasn't Georgia Tech didn't really want to drop back and wait there a long time. Like they they wanted to get the ball out quick, let their receivers make plays. I mean, the first play of the game was just a little pop pass to Malik. He took it, had a pretty nice gain. Um, but that was something that Louisville obviously took away later. Um, and you know when I'm looking at it here, you know I, I thought there was some some misfires by Haynes King, especially in that first quarter. I thought there was, I know he had one a couple when he misses he misses high. So I, I think it was a little bit of the offense getting settled down in that first quarter, and I think that was something that, you know, going forward, I, I think it's going to be something they're going to want to start faster and, and start a lot a lot cleaner than they did in that first quarter. But uh, that those I think are the main takeaways. And then you know the second quarter was just a a, a big explosion. I thought the the running game was was really really good, and I thought the two guys that really made that work and. Uh, two guys I was impressed with was Weston Franklin and Joe Fusau, guys that played every single snap on Friday night. And they showed a big leap um, from where they were a year ago. Now it's just one game. 
But I think if you see this continued improvement from both of those guys, they were the reason a lot of those holes, you know, and those some of those zone plays and some of those stretches that Georgia Tech was running were working so well. Um, and it reflects now, I don't know how many of y'all put stock into to PFF grades, but they both graded out really well and, and it did show. And so I thought that that was a, a big thing, especially in the second quarter when Georgia Tech was ripping off these runs and explosive plays was, man, they were really moving guys inside. And I think that's something to watch going forward. You know, maybe it could be Louisville's front is a little bit subpar. That that could be the case. But I think right now, I think you got to give those guys credit for how they come out, especially after some poor performances last year. Now, I think one one thing I'm 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 anxious to see that, that worked in the second quarter that I want to see going forward is a lot of the big plays were really quick throws out on the perimeter. It wasn't a lot of just drop back, let things develop and hit it. It was okay, get the ball out, make some guys miss, and then gain chunk plays. I mean, that's what happened on the uh, Jamal Haynes plays, what happened on the Chase Lane play. Um, you did have the pass to Malik to the 55 yarder to Malik in the I think it was the second quarter there when things were just really going well but i mean first half you know you couldn't ask really for for a lot more to, to go right i think the biggest thing that that went wrong in my opinion was the the offensive tackle play um obviously they they switched up ethan mckinney the true freshman got a lot of playing time on friday night and there was just so much pressure in the first half and in the second half when especially when the the fumble happened near the end of the game where man there was just a lot of pressure just coming off the edge and it affected so many throws like I mean I counted at least five or six plays where Louisville would just get immediate pressure off the edge and it wasn't that the defensive ends were doing anything special they just straight up beat guys off the edge whether it was just with a quick move or they would just get to the QB just just right off the jump like it, it was it was not great from the offensive attack perspective and it was very reminiscent of what we've seen in recent years um, from Georgia Tech offensive line so the offensive tackle situation, I, I do think, has to get worked out a little bit. But they're not going to face – like the the def- – I think Louisville has a good defensive line. But there are going to be even better defensive lines down the stretch. Obviously, you got games against Clemson, Georgia. I think Miami's got a pretty good defensive line. So, they have to get better and they have to clean up a lot of things when it comes to the offensive tackle position. And one of the adjustments I hope they make is – I didn't see a lot of like running backs chipping the backs or the tight ends really just helping out every play like I think that's something that that might have to happen and the tight ends didn't make a ton of uh, plays in the passing game I know Seether caught that one touchdown at the beginning of the game but I think they're gonna have to the offensive staff has got to find ways to adjust where teams are just not getting pressure immediately off the edge and affecting Haynes King because he's got to have some time to sit in the pocket and when he did good things happen I, I you know obviously a lot of plays happened on the perimeter and getting the ball out quickly but we talked about and our Louisville preview is, you know, three keys to victory that Tech had to have was create explosive plays, win the turnover battle, and get a pass rush and affect Louisville. And you only got one of those things. Now, it was a positive that the offense had got so many explosive plays, but going forward, it's just going to be, all right, when those plays aren't happening, can Georgia Tech grind things out offensively and run the ball? They couldn't do that in the second half and put the game away, which is concerning. Um, and I thought the play calling in the second half was a little concerning as well. But I think when you look at the big picture on offense, I thought just go, going down these positions, I thought Haynes King overall had a pretty good game. It obviously wasn't uh, it wasn't an elite effort or anything. It wasn't um, 
there, there were some misses. I think he, he missed on some throws. And I don't think either one of the turnovers were his fault. I think the ball batted in the air definitely was not his fault. I think the the pressure on the fumble, I you know, it, it was poor protection. So, but 19 to 32, 303 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I, I thought I, I thought he made a couple of really nice throws. I know he had a throw out to the far hash uh, to Chase Lane. I think it was in the third quarter, I believe. And then he he made some plays in the second quarter, obviously as well. His his also his his scrambling ability was something that I've talked about a little bit. It's something that Georgia Tech's going to use more than he ever did at Texas A and M, and that was something you saw. Like he he really did make plays with his legs. He extended some drives. Uh, I think some of the best plays in the in a what was overall a bad third quarter came on Haynes King scrambles. Like it wasn't even design runs. It was things things weren't opening up downfield, and he just took off. I think he used his athleticism really well to get things moving down the field. But I also don't want him carrying the ball ten times in every game. Like that's just not sustainable. Do I want him to to be able to use his his running threat to keep defenses off balance on occasion? Yes. Do I, he took some hard hits? Like you had the the targeting call, which some thought was questionable, but I think I thought it was fine. Um, but I think his ability to pick things up on third down, extend drives. I mean, I think he had sixty three yards rushing, so you know, nearly four hundred total yards from your quarterback. It's something that didn't happen uh, hasn't happened on a consistent basis, and that's something he's going to have to show is you know, uh, getting chunk plays and being decisive and I, I thought I thought he was so overall I'd probably give it a, a, maybe a B grade if I'm if I'm being honest that some of the missed throws and, and some things in the uh, second half is definitely some stuff he's got to clean up but it was his first game as a starting quarterback here at Georgia Tech and like now you're just looking for week-to-week improvement and obviously your opponent this week is not going to overwhelm you so looking for him to clean some things up this week is definitely something going to the running backs I thought first half I you know, I thought the approach was pretty sound. I thought, obviously, Trey Cooley exploded for the two touchdowns. And Jamal Haynes, man, like, he really added an explosive element to this running game. Like, he was making cuts. He was making moves. I thought he also added some in the passing game, too. His, uh, he's, a, he's a converted receiver, so, like, his hands should be fine. Like, he really – his yards after catch, making guys miss – I thought he really added a different element to the backfield. And, and they kept – they fed the hot hand. Like, they, they kept going to him and – that's something I think they're going to have to continue to do going forward. Now, he couldn't get going in the second half. I, I don't think it was, of course, all his fault. But I thought it was a pretty solid debut from somebody that, you know, is just now playing the position in college for the first time. He did play it a little bit in high school, but, you know, he um, converted receiver. And I didn't know how much, how many snaps he was going to get going in, but he, he, he really carved out a role for himself. I thought Dante was solid when he was in running the ball. True freshman Evan Dickens got some carries. Uh, I think he only played three total snaps, if I'm correct. But um, and overall, I thought the – you know, Key said coming into the game it was going to be a running back by committee approach anyway, and he stuck to that. I think going forward it'll be interesting to see now is it just going to be a, a couple guys, especially riding the hot hand. Like I think they stuck with Jamal. I did want to see Trey get some, some more carries in the second half. I, I thought that they really could have used uh, – him in, in that in that aspect but I thought overall solid game from the running backs I think the, the second half is going to take away from what was a really really good first half for them but now you just got to be more consistent with it you know you finished with 175 yards for the game but a lot of that came in the second quarter so we'll see going down moving on to the receivers I thought it was a pretty good game overall like I've been 
as high as anybody on Malik Rutherford going into the season. And and he showed the part. He was the most targeted receiver. He had the big 55-yard catch. He looked explosive. And that's something they're going to need going forward. Disappeared a little bit in the second half. And that's something that, that they just have to consistently find ways to get the ball in his hands. But you have to mix it up. Like, it can't just be, oh, we're going to do this little pop pass here. We're going to do a little short pass here. Like, it's getting the ball in his hands consistently in, in a variety of ways. And that's something that just that that's on the offensive staff to figure out moving forward. I thought Chase Lane, obviously the 48-yard touchdown, he was big. Uh, I know that Dominic Blaylock was solid as a punt returner. I know he didn't make the biggest impact in the receiving game, but I think it's going to be uh, having a new quarterback and having so many new receivers, it's going to take a little time for that passing game to gel, which was a worry for me going into the game. But it, it, it looked better than maybe even I thought it would in the first game of the season against a pretty solid opponent. I know Louisville is not like a top – 20 defense but like they're, they're they're solid enough and i think that those guys are gonna go on to have a good year so going forward with the receiver position it's just gonna see who has the best chemistry with haynes king and going forward how can those guys continue to be more consistent like they they just the second half is no big place there was just no big place to be found you know I, eric singleton jr is is the guy i was going to get to next he i've i've said it all offseason he was going to get some playing time as a true freshman and he really showed it like he caught the touchdown he had to go up for it a little bit I thought it was a little bit of a bad throw by Haynes King if we're going to be honest but I do think he showed his ability to get on the field and it's only going to get more like I think this games like this Saturday against a team like South Carolina State is a perfect opportunity for him to get more involved and and see a lot more snaps so receiver position was solid I think he did every everybody's been or most Georgia Tech fans I know have been looking forward to seeing that talent there and it was on display a little bit. I, I know DJ Moore didn't play as much as some thought he would. Uh, not, neither did Avery Boyd. But I think overall, you saw the explosiveness this group holds. I think it's a better group than people think. And I think it's just going to take time to get the chemistry on the same level. Um, moving forward with the tight end position, unfortunately, I think it was a little bit of what we've seen too much of here in recent seasons. I think, you know, there were some drops. I know – Seether had that drop in the second half, and it, it, that was a really, really tough play. Like, I'll say that. Like, it, it that was not an easy catch to make, but it, it was one he probably needed to make in, in, in that point of the game. I think Dylan Leonard was uh, – you know, it was hit or miss. Like, I think Benson had a couple of nice catches, but overall I think it was just very much lacking in the tight end position. And I, they, they have to figure something out in, in the, at the tight end position to really – um, make this pass and attack more complete. Like I just, the more weapons you have, the better you are. And when you're completely unafraid of one position on the field, like it's just, you're, you, you're limiting yourself. Like that's the best way I can say it. Offensive line. Um, I think it, it's two ways to look at it. I think the offensive tackle position going forward really worries me because I think Ethan McKinney is going to be a good player. He is a true freshman playing left tackle in power five football. Like that, there's there's going to be some adjustments going to have to be made, and that's why I think they they have to do a better job of helping whoever is it left or right tackle out there out. Like it's just not a position of strength right now. It's just not where you can you have NFL level guys where you can leave out there on an island and and, and block. You they need to use, make better use of the running backs chipping on those guys. They need to make better use of if the tight ends are not going to be involved in the passing game. Like they need to be involved in the in the blocking game and helping out up front. Like that that's what's going to have to happen. So. The interior I thought was pretty good. Joe Fusile and uh, Weston Franklin had good games. Obviously, Jordan Williams got banged up, and I thought uh, Connor came in and, and, and did pretty well. Like, obviously, they're, 
nobody, no position on this team graded out perfectly, but I thought the interior of the offensive line played reasonably well. Moving over to the defensive line just for the game, um, not great. My biggest worry going into this game was the pass rush, and I think that held true. Uh, they, 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 none of the edge rushers affected the quarterback in any meaningful way, and that's not even all their job. Like they, they didn't really affect the running game much. I mean, Louisville finished with over 200 yards rushing, averaged nearly seven yards a carry. There was just a lot of that they couldn't hold the edge down. The interior of the defensive line really disappointed me. That was a position I thought was going to be a, a strength, and it's just one game. But nobody really made a difference in, in either pass rushing or stopping the run. So that, that's something that's going to have to be addressed going forward, and they're just going to have to do a lot better. Like It's as simple as that. Linebackers, I thought, were overall pretty solid. I think Trenelius Tatum, when he, when he was used as a blitzer, I thought he did pretty well. It was sparingly, but I thought he played pretty well. Um, Paul Moala, I thought he, I thought he played reasonably well. Uh, I think there, that it's a position that worries me because Louisville in the second half, you could see that their game plan was get guys on the edge and get them in space. They used it in the running game. They, they ran a play. They would pitch it out of shotgun and use it relentlessly. Like they, 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 they used that multiple times and got to the edge and get, got big yards. They would send guys in motion and hit them with a pass. And then when they would, um, make a couple guys miss the tackling and not just at the linebacker position, but overall was just really poor. But I thought going forward, those are probably your two guys at linebacker. And then the secondary, there were some bright spots. Hate Lamar's Brooks got hurt. Um, they, they're going to need him back, but they safety is a position that they are deep at. I thought Clayton Powell Lee played a really, really good game. He had the interception. He had a really key pass breakup in the third quarter. And yeah, it was in the third quarter on a third down stop. Bad news was on the very next play, probably the biggest play of the game it was the score was 28 to 13 tech could have got off the field right off the bat and they gave up a fourth down pass play and due in part to he missed the tackle so it was a good game overall for him i thought jalen king played solid i think having his experience out there i know he did have one uh blown play on a touchdown but it kj wallace broke up a few passes I, i thought overall the secondary played good but they had an issue tackling, as did the entire defense. Uh, I think the the biggest issue is just how the lack of athleticism and speed at some positions, especially I think at linebacker, really showed in this game. And that you could tell by Louisville's game plan in the second half because again they were trying to get guys out in the flat and get them into space, and Tech just could not tackle. Like they they couldn't tackle, and they just they looked slow getting to the ball. That may just be a, a game one adjustment that they're, they're going to have to make and they're going to have to find ways to, to better play on the perimeter. But tackling overall on this team is the main issue I'm worried about on defense right now. And that, that just led to some big runs. You know, after the Haynes King fumble, what happened? 74-yard touchdown because they looked worn down and they just arm tackling. And that's – I don't know if it was a conditioning issue or not, but just looking tired and missing as many tackles as they did going forward uh, is it's an issue. And that, that's, I think, the biggest defensive adjustment that they're going to have to make for week two. I think, you know, talking about maybe some standout players from this game, I thought Haynes King was good. Uh, obviously not perfect, but I thought for, for his first game as a yellow jacket, a lot of new receivers going up against a, a, a decent defense. I thought it was an overall solid debut. I think Jamal Haynes was something to take away from this game and the element he can add to the offense, I think was obviously pretty good. Uh, 
I think the the receivers as a whole at least showed their potential. It's just going to be a consistency thing from now. And I thought if there was a guy on defense that stood out, it was Clayton Powell Lee. Like I, I think the the interception was really big. I thought he looked really good in coverage. If he can just start making tackles and playing better in space and breaking down, I think that the sky's the limit for him, I think. I think he can be a really, really good player, and I thought he had a good week one. Um, K.J. Wallace was another one I thought that stood out. He had, like, I think, three pass breakups, if I'm not mistaken. I, th- I thought it was just an overall solid game from him in the nickel. And uh, in the secondary overall, like, I knew Louisville was going to come in throwing it. If they hadn't had a couple busted plays where they had some guys fall down or and some guys missing, like, that's where Louisville got some chunk plays, and they didn't really do that much in this game. A lot of the – Louisville's passing game came on yards after catch where Georgia Tech missed tackles. So I thought overall, when we talked about how good the secondary can be, and I, I thought it, it looked the part outside of a couple busted plays, but now it's just going to come down to, okay, can you clean up the mental mistakes and can you can you tackle better? Like it's just it's, those are the two biggest things right now, I think, going forward. Um, and, and the adjustments that are going to have to be made. I think overall Louisville is a good offense. They have a really good offensive coach and they have a lot of really good athletes. Like Jamari Thrash is going to be one of the best receivers that Georgia Tech plays all year. Like that that's that's just that's just the truth. That offensively, Louisville's going to be one of the best teams that Georgia Tech plays all year. And we'll we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think that the adjustments are going to have to be made on the defensive side of the ball. Um now I guess just, you know, looking forward going forward in week 2. Um Offensively, I think it's just going to be getting consistent. I think everybody was disappointed in how the second half turned out, um, whether it was in the running game, whether it was not taking enough downfield shots. I think that's going to have to be the thing is, all right, can you play more than one good quarter? Because really outside of the second quarter, the offense wasn't great. You had a couple of plays here and there. You know, Haynes King had some some scrambles and some running. But overall, it, it just wasn't very consistent. So it's going to be, all right, Maybe you don't get all four quarters good, but can you get three instead of just one? Can can you get to four really good quarters of offensive football? And I think it's going to be can they adjust to to blocking better on the edges with the tackles? I think that's going to have to be another adjustment and and how they do so. Obviously, South Carolina State doesn't have NFL players on the defensive line, but it's it's still all the same. You want to see them go out and handle their business. Defensively, it's look. I, just the fundamentals on defense are just what I'm going to look for when I'm at the game on Saturday. Like, are they tackling better? Are they playing more aggressive? And do they just not get tired in the second half? Like it's not going to be, it shouldn't be a close game, but like, are are they just playing more better fundamental football on the defensive side of the ball? So look, and I think it, it was a disappointing result. Like there, there's no way to shape it, but I do think there's some positive things to take from it. Um, one, the, the the explosive plays on offense were something that that was really good. Now the consistency, as I've said, I think a million times already in just 23 minutes, you got to get more consistent in doing it. But like the this team was not explosive at all last year, and the fact that they created several explosive plays through the passing game, you know, you had the touchdown to Chase Lane, you had a big play to Malik Rutherford, Jamal Haynes. Um, the running game was in the second quarter getting six, seven yards pretty consistently. All right, now can you can you do that more? Like it's just building off of that and just making sure it's uh, doing some in every single quarter in every game. Like it can't just be, all right, we're going to have one good quarter here, one good quarter here. 
it's it's got to be more consistent. And I, I know that he talked about it after the game. Like they, they just they now it's just putting it together for, for a full for a full game. Defensively, like you're not playing a great opponent this week. So frankly, I just want to see you go out and dominate. Like that that's going to be the thing. Is just I think South Carolina State has scored ten points in two weeks. They played Jackson State and they played Charlotte. So obviously. Georgia Tech is better than both of those teams. So just go out, handle your business, and dominate, and then it's it, it's on the old Miz week. So I, I still think a bowl game is possible. I, I know I, – I hope that this is not a game you look back on if Georgia Tech gets five wins and say, well, damn, we could have had the Louisville game. But you still got games like – just looking at some of the schedule, like Virginia looked dreadful this week. Boston College lost to Northern Illinois. Um, got the game this weekend, got the game against Bowling Green. I think Syracuse is a winnable game. But the margin for error is slimmer. Like, no, but nobody should think any different. Like, that this was a winnable game and it was disappointing not to get it. But the sky's not falling just yet, and I, I still think that there are things to build on, but definitely things to improve. And I think that that's going to be the thing is, all right, can they clean up these mistakes and do we hopefully not see this in week four and week five and week six? And hopefully they're tackling better. Hopefully the, they – don't get worn down as easily in the second half, which some of that falls on the offensive hands. Like the offense had way too many three and outs and way too many mistakes in the second half. And it just kept putting the defense out there more and more. So that, that, those are the things that I'm looking for and, you know, should, should get a result this week and, you know, we'll we'll take on the schedule as it goes, but that'll do it for me today. Um, I hate how the result turned out on Friday, but we're just going to move forward from that. And like I said, if if subscribing on the the YouTube channel, give a like and subscribe there. Wherever you're listening to any podcast, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, any go check out alljackets.com for any of your latest Georgia Tech needs. There's going to be a lot of content this week, no matter who the opponent is. So we'd really appreciate anybody going and checking that out. But for anybody tuning in today, I thank you a lot. It means a lot to me, and we'll see you later this week. I should have a new episode should be coming out on Wednesday as we're just kind of previewing the game coming up on Saturday. But that's going to do it for me today. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll see, see you this week.